So uh, this time we'll ask Brother Luther to open us in prayer, then we'll have the choir lead us in one hymn, and then we'll get into the afternoon teaching. Baba wetu wa mbinguni Mungu kaae juu sana umetukuka juu ya vitu vyote ufalme wako hauna mwisho ni wewe uliyekuweko ni wewe ulioko ni wewe unayekuja kuweko tunanyenyekea chini yako tukiomba Bwana wetu wa rehema uturehemu adhuri hii tunapoketi chini kusikiza kutoka kwako roho mtakatifu tufunze utuelekeze utuonye utukumbatie na kuturegesha katika mapenzi yako asante maana wewe ni mwema na maminifu wa kutenda hayo ni katika jina la Yesu tumeomba amen now once I will be one, two, three, start. I have found a friend in Jesus, he's everything to me. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. The lily of the valley, in him alone I see. All I need to please and make me fully continue our study of the London Baptist Confession of Faith. And we're in chapter 2. And uh, last week we started chapter 2, paragraph 1. 
and we noticed that the chapter is uh, pertaining to God and the Holy Trinity. Now the Holy Trinity of God is a very important Orthodox teaching in the Christian faith. In fact, it is uh, very basic. If, if you are Christian, then you believe in the Trinity of God because that is how God has revealed Himself to us. That God is three persons, one God. God the Father is God. God the Son is God. God the Holy Spirit is God. This is foundational to Christian teaching and understanding. Whereby if you deny this truth, you deny who God is as He has revealed Himself to us, then you are not Christian. Because the Christian God, the God of the Holy Bible is Triune. He is three persons, one God. And as we looked, uh, began looking at chapter 2 last week, again we notice there are three paragraphs. The first paragraph deals with the attributes of God. And that was our focus last week. Now the second paragraph, and that will be our focus today, is the relations of God. And so we want to read through chapter, or sorry, uh, paragraph 2 of chapter 2 in its entirety. I'll read the English and then have... Uh, Luda here, read the Swahili. Amen. Chapter 2, paragraph 2. Uh, if you have your books, it's on, we're on page 10. God, having all life, glory, goodness, blessedness, in and of Himself, is alone in and unto Himself all-sufficient not standing in need of any creature which he hath made, nor deriving any glory from them, but only manifesting his own glory in, by, unto, and upon them. He is the alone fountain of all being, of whom, through whom, and to whom are all things." And he hath most sovereign dominion over all creatures, to do by them, for them, or upon them, whatsoever himself pleaseth. In his sight all things are open and manifest, 
His knowledge is infinite, infallible, and independent upon the creature. So as nothing is to him contingent or uncertain. He is most holy in all his counsels, in all his works, and in all his commands. To him is due from angels and men whatsoever worship, service, or obedience as creatures they owe unto the Creator. And whatever he is further pleased to require of them. Mungu mwenye urai wote, utukufu, wema, na heri, ndani yake mwenyewe, kujitosheleza ndani yake mwenyewe, ana uitaji wa kiumbe chochote alichokiumba, wala hatoi utukufu juu yao, yeye ndiye chemitemi ya pekee, ya viumbe, ya viumbe vyote, ambaye kwake eh, ambaye kwake na kupitia kwake vitu vyote na na, enzi, na, na vitu vyote na enzi vitu vyote na anaenzi kuu ya ufalme juu ya viumbe vyote kufanya kupitia wao kwa ajili yao au juu yao kila apendano mwenyewe Machoni pake vitu vyote viko wazi na dhahiri. Maarifa yake hayana mwisho. Haina kasoro. Hujitegemea juu ya viumbe. Kwa hivyo hakuna chochote kwake kinachoweza kushikilia au kutokuwa na hakika. Yeye ni mtakatifu sana katika mashauri yake yote kwa matendo yake yote na kwa amri zake zote kwake kuna stahili kutoka kwa malaika na wanadamu ibada yoyote ibada yoyote huduma au utu, ama utiifu kama viumbe wanavyostahili kwa muumba na lolote apendazwalo nalo kulihitaji kutoka kwao Okay, now we have said a lot, but let us try and break it down into small parts where we can try to understand further. So in the very first clause, the first part of that paragraph we just read, it is taught that God is self-sufficient. And he is independent from his creation, from creatures. We read there that God, having all life, glory, goodness, blessedness in and of himself, akiwa na utukufu uhai wote na utukufu na wema na heri yeye viko ndani yake mwenyewe is alone in and unto himself all sufficient not standing in need of any creature which he hath made nor deriving any glory from them that is the creatures but only manifesting his own glory in by unto and upon them 
So God does not require Mungu haitaji he does not need Mungu any of his creatures in order for him to get glory. Mungu ya but rather it is God himself who manifests his glory in, by, unto, and upon his creatures. So God does not depend upon any of his creatures in order for him to be glorified or to get glory. God is always glorified. And he is, his glory is manifested in all of his creatures in some way or another. We can turn to John chapter 5. John chapter 5 verse 26. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. God the Father eternally has life in himself. And eternally he has granted life unto God the Son. In himself. And so we have to understand God is in no way dependent upon any of his creatures or creation in order for God to sustain himself, for God to have glory. God is totally independent. Mungu hategemei viyumbe alivyo viyumba ila pate utukufu ama aweze kufanya chochote. Yeye anajitegemea. Now we can turn to Psalm 148. And verse 13. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. Now we read in Genesis chapter 1 when God created God created the heavens and the earth. So that phrase heavens and the earth encompasses all of creation. Everything that has been created is the heavens and the earth. And here we read that his majesty is above 
earth and heaven. God is not contained within His creation. God exists above and beyond His creation. Mungu haisi katika ama Mungu haisi ndani ya ya uumbaji wake bali anaishi anaishi nje ya uumbaji wake saidi ya vile alivyoumba. God is independent from his creation. Mungu anajitegemea kutoka uumbaji. He is not in any way dependent upon or sustained by his creation. Hata waitegemea alichokiumba wala alichokiumba kimtie uzima ama kimpatie uwezo wote ndiye afanye kitu. God has existed in all eternity past his creation has not. Mungu ameishi enzi zote kabla ya uumbaji wa vyovyote alivyoviumba. Therefore there was a time when only God existed there was no creation. Maana palikuwa na wakati ambapo Hakuna chochote kiliwahi kuwa ni Mungu pekee aliishi. God does not derive life or glory from his creation. He manifests his glory in his creation. Mungu hatoi uzima na utukufu ndani ya vitu alivyoviumba, bali yeye hudhihirisha utukufu wake kwa vitu alivyoviumba. Now let's turn to the book of Acts that is the New Testament. We have the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. The very next book is the book of Acts. And we're in chapter 17 verse 24 and 25. The God who made the world and everything in it being Lord of heaven and earth does not live in temples made by man. Nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. Acts chapter 17 verse 24 and 25. Mungu aliyefanya ulimwengu na vitu vyote vilivyomo yeye kwa kuwa ni bwana wa mbingu na inji hakai katika hekalu zilizojengwa kwa mikono wala hatu, hatumikiwi kwa mikono ya wanadamu kana kwamba anahitaji kitu chochote kwa maana ndiye anayewapa wote uzima na pumzi God is not in any way weak. God does not need any of his creatures no human beings no, not even angels to serve him or to do anything for him. Mungu haitaji mwanadamu ama hata malaika aitindiaweze kutenda kitu. In fact it is God himself as we read here that gives to all mankind life and breath and everything ni mungu anayepeana mwanadamu uhai na pumzi na kila kitu so god is in no way dependent on us he is totally self sufficient kwa hivyo yeye hatutegemei yeye anajitosheleza and god is totally independent from his creatures yeye anajitegemea kutoka kwa viumbe vyake now the next 
clause or the next part of the paragraph shows us God's sovereign dominion over His creation. God is not dependent on His creatures. He is the sovereign king over all of His creatures. We read in that next section that He is the alone fountain of all being, of whom, through whom, and to whom are all things. And it is God who has sovereign dominion over all creatures to do by them, for them, or upon them whatsoever himself pleaseth. God is the creator. And as Paul points out to us in Romans chapter 9, God is like the potter who makes a clay pot. And it is God who can decide what to do with his clay pots. So we as those clay pots, we cannot say to the one who has made us that what you are doing to me is not fair. And we cannot complain that God has made some of us to enter eternal uh, rest in heaven and others of us will be sent to hell for eternity. But all that God does is good and righteous and just. And He is the Creator. He is the only one who can do with His creation as He pleases. And this gives us God's dominion to His creation. God made them and God is the one who owns them all. We can turn to Revelation chapter 4. The book of Revelation is the very last book of the Bible. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. Worthy are you our Lord and God to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they existed and were created. Wewe, wetu, na mungu wetu, 
na kwa sababu ya mapenzi yako vilikuwako navyo vikaungwa God alone is worthy to receive glory. And God is not some being that we use in order to get glory for ourselves. Glory belongs to God alone. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 15. First Timothy 6:15 which he will display at the proper time he who is the blessed and only sovereign the king of kings and the lord of lords ambaye yeye kwa majira yake atakudhihirisha atakudhihirisha yeye aliyehimidiwa mwenye uweza peke yake mfalme wa wafalme This refers to God the Son. The second person of the Trinity of God. And it is he who is the blessed and only sovereign. He is the king over all kings. There is no king above him. And he is the Lord of all lords. He, there is no Lord above him. He has dominion over all of his creation, including all of his creatures. Let us read from Daniel. Daniel chapter 4:34 I bless the most high and praised and honored him who lives forever for his dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom endures from generation to generation all the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing but he does according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of earth and no one can ward off his hand or say to him what have you done Daniel chapter 4 34 and 35 Daniel 4:34 na 5 Hata mwisho wa siku hizo mimi Nebukadnezar nikainua macho yangu kuelekea mbinguni fahamu zangu zikarudia nikamuhimidi yeye aliye juu nikamsifu na kumheshimu yeye aishie milele kwa maana mamlaka yake na mamlaka ya ni mamlaka ya milele na ufalme wake hudumu toka kizazi hata kizazi na watu wote wanaokaa duniani wana wamehesabiwa kuwa si kitu naye ufanya kama atakavyo katika jeshi la mbinguni na katika hao wanaokaa duniani wala hapana awezaye kuzuia 
kuuzuia mkono wake wala kumuuliza unafanya nini wewe God is all powerful God is king over all things because he created all things. And God does all things according to his holy will, whatever pleases him. He does all things according to his will in the host of heaven, the heavenly beings yeye hufanya vitu vile anavyotaka kulingana na uungu wake ama katika mambo yake ya kibinguni and among the inhabitants of earth na kati ya wakao katika inji so no one can stop god or or question god and say what have you done kwa hivyo hakuna anayeweza kumuuliza mungu umefanya nini sasa There is no one who can argue with God. Hakuna mtu ambaye anaweza kwanza kubishana na Mungu. And all of God's holy will will certainly be done. We have no choice. There's no way we can resist what God wants to do. Na mapenzi takatifu ya Mungu lazima itendeke maana hatuna vile tunaweza amua kutenda chenye Mungu atatenda. Then in the next part of that paragraph, paragraph 2 in our confession katika hiyo kurasa yetu ya pili sehemu yake ya tatu we see that god has absolute knowledge of his creatures he knows all there is to know about every one of his creatures even those who have not yet been created na tunapata kwamba mungu ana ufahamu wa vitu vyote alivyoviumba hata vile ambavyo havijaumbika So maybe one of you mothers here you are uh, maybe you will become pregnant sometime in the next few months and you'll have a child next year. That child currently does not exist in the physical world but already is known completely and fully in the mind of God. Huyo mtoto katika hali ya kawaida hajaanza kuishi. Lakini kwake Mungu yeye alimuumba kitambo. Not only does God have absolute knowledge of you, he has absolute knowledge of every creature which is to come after us. Sio tu Mungu ana ufahamu kuhusu wewe ulioko leo, lakini ana ufahamu wa vitu ambavyo vitakuja kuwepo ambavyo havijakuwepo sasa hivi. God has created all things, God owns all things and God controls all things. Mungu ameumba vitu vyote and god has absolute knowledge of all things we read in his sight all things are open and manifest his knowledge is infinite infallible there is no mistake in the knowledge of god it is perfect katika ufahamu wa mungu hakuna kukosea ikamilifu and independent upon the creature god does not require the creature to teach him something mungu haitaji kila alichokiumba tikimfunze chochote even those who have not yet come to faith in god hata wale ambao hawajamwamini mungu it is not as some teach that god is just waiting for those 
who will believe in him. Hiyo sio atanangoja kwamba kwa wale ambao watamwamini. God is not in any way dependent upon his creature in order to gain knowledge. God has all knowledge for all eternity. God learns nothing. Mungu hahitaji kutegemea alichokiumba ndi apate ufahamu wa jambo. Yeye ana ufahamu wa vitu vyote. Those who belong to God, those are who Uh, those that are God's children have been known to God before he even created the world. We read that in Ephesians chapter 1. God chose us before even the foundation of the world. God does not depend on any creature in order to learn something. God does not learn. He is not like us. God's knowledge does not in any way come from his creatures. Ufahamu wa Mungu hautoki kwa viumbe. And so God's knowledge is in no way conditional. Kwa hivyo ufahamu wa Mungu hauwezi kuwekewa mipaka. In other words, God in no way Uh, as i said before he's not waiting to see if you will choose him and so his knowledge does not depend on you if you don't choose him you don't belong to him if you do choose him you do belong to him now he's just there waiting to find out what will happen mungu hategemei kupata ufahamu ya kwamba utamchagua ama hutamchagua yeye amengo amekaa tu wakati utamchagua utakuwa wake na usipomchagua hautakuwa wake Now that might be how the made up god in the minds of some men operates but the real true god the creator of all the universe is not that way he has all knowledge and he has always had all knowledge Inaweza kuwa hivyo kwa mwanadamu wa kawaida kama sisi lakini kwake Mungu yeye ana ufahamu wa vitu vyote and his knowledge is certain na ufahamu wake ni wa That is why when God prophesies something through a prophet like we read in the Old Testament. It is prophesied as fact. This is not some prediction that most likely it will happen but it might not happen. No, when God prophesies It is sure to happen because God is sovereign he's the one who makes it happen. Mungu anapotoa unabii hana kile cha kuanza kubahatisha kwamba huenda kitokee wala ama kisitokee. Yeye ana uhakika kwa chenye amesema kitakuja kutimia. So his knowledge is certain it in no way depends upon any of his creation or creatures. Kwa hivyo ufahamu wake una uhakika maana hautegemei Mwanadamu. God is all knowing. He knows all things. Mungu anajua vitu vyote. And that is because he planned all things. Ni kwa sababu alilipangia vitu vyote. All things which are to take place in the future in time. Vitu vyote ambavyo vingetendeka baadaye kwa wakati has already taken place in the mind of God. God sees all time at once hizo vitu tayari vilishatendeka kwa Mungu maana yeye Mungu 
kuona nyakati zote kwa wakati mmoja God is not uh, uh, sitting uh, here in the year 2021 waiting to see what will happen in 2022 Mungu hajakaa 2021 etamengoja kuona nini kitatendeka 2022 God has known all things that are to take place in time and he has known it for all eternity. Mungu anajua vitu vyote vile vitakapotokea kwa wakati na alifanya vitendeke hivyo katika umilele wake. In Romans chapter 11 verse 33, Romans chapter 11 verse 33. Oh the depth of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God how unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways Romans chapter 11 verse 33 As God's creatures, human beings, we cannot search, we cannot understand the mind of God. Our minds were created, God's mind was not. Not only can we not know what God knows, we can't even understand how God can possibly know all things. Maana hatuwezi kujua chenye Mungu anajua, maana hata hatuwezi kuelewa vile Mungu anavyoweza kujua kila kitu. We can't even imagine what that would be like. Hata huwezi kufikiria vile hiyo inavyoweza kuonekana. To have knowledge of all information. Kwamba uwe na ufahamu wa vitu vyote. Just imagine you students or those of you who at one time in your life maybe many years ago you were students. Hata tu kwenu nyinyi ambao ni wanafunzi saa hii na hata wale ambao mlikuwa wanafunzi miaka ya nyuma huko. And you spend years and years preparing for that KCPE exam and even the exam taken in uh, form 4. Na ulichukua muda mrefu sana kukalia mtihani wa darasa la nane au mtihani wa kitatu Those of you who were fortunate enough to uh, uh, continue your education that far. And just imagine all those years of uh, gaining information just to take that exam and yet all those years spent and you don't know all the information on the exam. I'm, I'm not aware of any single person who ever got a perfect score on the national exam. <laughs> Could you imagine if that were to happen? I think the country would shut down for a month and just celebrate that child who got the perfect score. Maana kutapatikana mtoto kama huyu ambaye aliweza kushika kila kitu nyalifunzwa, serikali itaweka chini kila kitu kusherekea tu mtoto kama huyu. And of course there would also be those uh, many with wivus uh, claiming that the child had to cheat. <laughs> Because we know how impossible it is to get a perfect score on that exam. Kwa sababu tunajua jinsi ilivyo 
ngumu kuweza kuwa mkamilifu kufanya kila kitu mlinavyostahili but not only does the mind of god of course uh, have the knowledge uh, perfectly to know all the things in that exam he knows all things in the entire history of the world and not only that but all things which are to come hebu fikiria kwamba mungu hana tu ufahamu wa kile ambacho wewe ulipata muda wa kusomea lakini ana ufahamu wa ulimwengu mzima na sio tu ulimwengu peke yake lakini vilivyo pita na vitakavyokuja Mungu ana ufahamu wa hizo vitu vyote Look at all the people who are here God knows every hair on every person's head not only the people who are here but every person who has ever existed in the world and every person who is still yet to exist ufikiria kwamba vile tuko hapa Mungu anajua hesabu ya nywele zetu na sio tu hizo pekee anajua hesabu za watu wote na tena anajua hesabu za watu waliokuweko na wenye watakuwa wenye watakuja baadaye anajua hesabu zao so in other words there is nothing that can be known either in the past the present or the future kwa hivyo kwake Mungu hakuna chochote ambacho kinaweza kukosekana kujulikana kwake kiwe kilichopita ama chenye kitakuja kutokea baadaye that god does not know ambacho Mungu hajui and our minds can't even understand what that could be like na sasa sisi nazi akili zetu hata haziwezi kufikiria kwamba hiyo inawezekana namna gani now the next section Semu nyingine discusses God's sanctity before his creatures. Inasungumzia kuhusu utakatifu wa Mungu mbele ya viumbe vyake. He is absolutely holy compared to us. He is perfectly holy. Perfectly set apart, perfectly other than us. Yeye ni mtakatifu ambaye amekamilika, yeye ni yule ambaye amewekwa kando mbali sana na sisi. And so that's where we read that he is most holy in all his counsels, in all his works and in all his commands. Yeye ni mtakatifu sana katika mashauri yake yote, kwa matendo yake yote na kwa amri zake zote. So everything that God thinks, everything that God does and everything that God commands us as his creatures to do all of it is perfectly holy. Chochote chenye Mungu anafikiria, chochote chenye Mungu anapanga, na chochote chenye Mungu anaamuru kimekamilika katika utakatifu. God is exalted far above us. Mungu ameinuliwa mbali sana na sisi so far above us so far beyond us that we can't even understand him yeye ako mbali kwa kiwango hata tuwezi kuelewa and nothing that god does can be called into question na hakuna chochote chenye mungu anafanya kinaweza ulizwa maswali even the most terrible things that might happen in our lives hata mambo mabaya sana ambayo yanaweza tendeka maishani mwetu none of it can we complain to god and say why have you done this to me why have you allowed this to happen in my life hakuna hata mmoja ambaye tunaweza kumlalamikia atumwambie kwamba mbona umetenda haya ama mbona umeruhusu haya yanitendekee because to do such a thing is to profane 
the impure mind and the impure deeds of God. Maana kwa kutenda hivyo utakuwa unafanya nini? Unachafua, utakuwa unafanya kukufuru mapenzi na utakatifu na ukuwa Mungu. Sorry, the pure mind and the pure actions of God with our impure minds and our impure actions. Maana mawazo ya Mungu ambayo yako safi na uh, uh, Matendo ya Mungu ambayo iko safi ni kinyume na sisi ambayo tuko na mawazo machafu na matendo machafu. And so Psalm 145 verse 17. Kwa hivyo Zaburi The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his deeds. Inasema ya kwamba Bwana ni mwenye haki katika njia zake zote na mwenye fadhili juu ya kazi zake zote And Romans chapter 7 verse 12 Na Warumi 7:12 So then the law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good Nasema ya kwamba basi torati ni takatifu na ile amri ni takatifu na ya haki So again in those two verses Psalm 145 and Romans 7 we see that all God thinks is holy and righteous. Tunapata katika hizo mistari ya Zaburi 145 na Warumi 7 tunapata kwamba Mungu akili zake na matendo yake yamekuwa yamekamilika katika utakatifu. And everything that God does is perfectly holy and righteous. Chochote chenye Mungu anafanya kimekamilika na mitakatifu. And everything that God commands us as his creatures to do it is perfectly holy and righteous. Na chochote chenye Mungu anatuamuru sisi kutenda kimekamilika katika utakatifu wake. So we can never think too highly of God. In fact our problem is we never think highly enough of God. Shida yetu ni kwamba hatumfikirii Mungu jinsi alivyo juu sana. And then finally the last part of the second paragraph of chapter 2 in our confession. Na sehemu ya mwisho ya kurasa ya pili wa kukiri kwetu kwa imani katika sura ya pili. Here it discusses God's claims upon his creatures. Hapa Mungu anazungumzia madai yake juu ya viumbe alivyoviumba. And so there we read to him is due from angels and men whatsoever worship, service or obedience as creatures they owe unto the creator and whatever he is further pleased to require of them. Kwake anastahili kutoka kwake kuna stahili kutoka kwa malaika na wanadamu ibada yote huduma na utiifu kama viumbe wanavyostahili kwa muumba na lolote apendezwalo nalo ulihitaji kutoka kwao so just imagine uh, president kenyata When he has visitors, akiwa na wageni. 
They, the visitors always show him respect. Because of his position as the president of Kenya. So even sometimes people who visit President Kenyatta may be in disagreement with him. In fact, they might even disagree. They did not vote for him to be the president. They did not want him to be the president. Even sometimes he may come in contact with people who hate him. But I've never seen anyone go to greet President Kenyatta and they spit in his face. Even though in their heart maybe they want to spit in his face but they don't do it they show him respect because he's the president. Now God is the king of all kings. He's the king over all presidents. Sasa Mungu ni mfalme wa wafalme. Mfalme wa maraisi wote. And God has created all things. God is the owner of all things and all creatures. Mungu ndiye mmiliki wa vitu vyote na viumbe vyote. Now how much more so do we as God's creatures owe God respect? Na sisi kama viumbe tunahitaji kumpa Mungu heshima ya aina gani? And we owe him all worship. Tunahitaji kumpa ibada yetu ya namna gani? We owe him all service. Tunahitaji kumpa huduma wetu wa aina gani? And we owe him obedience to all of his commands. Na tunahitaji kumpa utiifu jinga anavyodai namna gani? That is our duty. That is what we owe God. He is our owner. Hivyo ndivyo tunavyostahili kufanya maana sisi ni wake. And anything that God requires of us, we owe it to him. Na chochote ambacho Mungu anahitaji kwetu, tunahitajika tumpeane. Revelation, uh, this will be our final scripture for the day. Revelation chapter 5. Mfunuo wa Yohana. Sura ya 5, mstari wa 12 na 13 na hadi 14. We'll read verses 12 through 14. saying with a loud voice worthy in fact let's back up to verse 11 then i looked and i heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice this is all those in heaven nikaona nikasikia juu ya inji nikaona nikasikia sauti ya malaika wengi pande zote za kile kiti cha enzi na za wale wenye uhai na za wale wazee na hesabu yao ilikuwa elf kumi mara elf kumi na elf mara elf wakisema kwa sauti kuu wasaini bwana kondoo wasaini mwana kondoo aliyechinjwa aliyechinjwa kupokea uweza na utajiri na he, hekima na nguvu na heshima na utukufu na baraka 
So all those in heaven are saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, To Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, to blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. There's a day coming whereby all of God's creatures will worship the Lamb who was slain, that is the second person of the Trinity of God, that is Jesus Christ. Let's all stand and pray. Ludo, will you close us in prayer? Baba wetu wa binguni, mungu ketie juu sana, umetukuka juu ya vitu vyote, hakuna alie na ufahamu wako kama mwanadamu. Sisi viyumbe vyako, tunanyenyekea, tukiomba mapenzi yako kutendeka kwetu, haswa mno unapo tufunza kupitia neno lako jinzi hii, ulivyo tufunza kupitia ndugu yetu chef, buwana warehema, Tunaomba maneno haya yapate nafasi katika mioyo yetu yakapate Bwana kutubadilisha na kutuleta katika ufahamu wa kutenda mapenzi yako. E Mungu wa rehema, tunaomba utuongoze wiki hili hata tunapoachana mali hapa. Bwana utufunike kwa wingu lako, utupiganie vita mbele yetu tunapokutana tena, tuweze kukutana kwa furaha na kwa amani, utukufu kikurudia wewe. Ni katika jina la Yesu tumeomba na kuamini. Amen. Praise God from blessings